You know, when you get older, it's harder to listen to Cypress Hill because it's all about killing innocent people. Right, dude? <laughs> I mean, what, what's the fun in that? Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you some ice cream. You know what I mean? The show is obscene, but I bet you gon' like these three dudes trying to get along. Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron. Don't forget to start the show. EA Dub, Eric Allen Window. Let's go. Chuck, keep up. Turn up the AC staging up. Eat it up. Time to devour the full charge power hour. Welcome to the full charge power hour. I'm Matt Fulcheron. Full charge. Oh, boy. <laughs> Fucking spent, yo. Fucking okay. worn out. All right, now, um, if you're not worn out, go to thefullcharge.com. Buy my CD. It's called This is the Part of the Job I Hate. I'm going to keep telling you guys about this until you buy it because you fucking haven't yet. Till you go platinum. T-shirts. This is a big topic today. I have t-shirts for sale. So does Eric Wendell. <laughs> uh, that's all for today's show. That should be enough laughs for Thanks for, for listening. Right there. Uh, you can donate if you like. Here's what I really need you to do. Come out on March 16th at the Chicago Improv. Uh, hold off on buying that CD. Uh, if you're coming to the show, because I got no new jokes, I got like eight new jokes. March 20th and March 23rd <laughs> in West Palm Beach, uh, in Florida, West Palm Beach Improv. Come see me. I fi- I need you guys. Oh, I Florida. I, yeah, I can't do it for just like people who don't know who I am. Any 45 minutes? Right. Maybe you could uh, get in contact with uh, Caswell. Yeah, maybe Caswell hang out with him and his boys. <laughs> Meet him at the ice cream truck. <laughs> Uh, I was on the Church of What's Happening Now this week with Joey Diaz, if you want to take a listen to that. That's uh, me and Joey. Joey made a big appearance on this podcast yeah, last did. week. Hmm? <laughs> All right, call me back, buddy. <laughs> call me when you're done. <laughs> uh, I am, I'm fucking worn out. I just The last two shows I did were just horrible, man. Oh, <laughs> like, like, okay, so I did a show at the Lovitz Club. Okay, yeah. That's a hit oh, or miss. That's a miss. Because it's all tourists. That's a miss. Mm-hmm. That's never it. a hit. Yeah. But I was getting ready for this Alaska gig. That'll be fun, dude. You know. They're desperate, dude. It's the middle of winter. Trust me. Well, no. They're going to be excited to see Daniel and everything. And But but the warm-up, fucking playing in L.A. And even New York. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. It's the fucking worst, dude. The, I hosted this show. The Lovitz one? The Lovitz one, and I swear to God, there was like five laughs the whole two hours. Oh, was it packed? It was packed. It was There was like 12 people in okay. the audience, yeah, and there was I like mean, 13 comics on the lineup. Oh. So they're like, this show sucks. Let's keep it going as let's, long as possible. Yeah, let's just really grind it into the ground. And then at the end of my show, some MC goes up, some other MC uh-huh. goes up and goes... He goes, hey, uh, stick around for the open mic. And he pressures people to stay for the open mic. So now they're After like. After 13 they're like, good comics. Now they, yeah, that just failed miserably. Now let's bring up people that are fucking brand new. <laughs> I'm serious. These are not bad comics. It's a goddamn marathon. These are, these are professional comics. Yeah, just, sure. They're just, Fuck they're yeah. just getting slaughtered one by one. 
You know, one after another. Well, when you come out from the Midwest yeah. to like L.A., oh, comedy show, and you go, and you're like, they're all talking about abortions and murder <laughs> and making fun of it and everything I believe in. Right, because it's all tourists there. Yeah, you know, you which, tell one pussy joke, and you just see eyes like, oh, my God. <laughs> which is good, because when you go to the Midwest, you have to watch it. But it's like, you know what? Fuck you. You're in you're, our house. You're in, yeah, you're here. You're at Universal <laughs> City Walk, motherfucker. Exactly. Shit gets real. Then I went out. Another warm-up spot I did. I did at Brea last night. Uh, Adam Richman was headlining. Adam. Did he do his Chili Peppers joke? <laughs> no, I don't huh. think so. What's the Chili Peppers joke? I forget. It's just talking about a hot pepper in your ass or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Crowds like it. You know, um, I've always liked him. That dude's like fucking halfway to insane as soon as he touches the mic. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and it was funny because he was like all bummed out on the way there. But then as soon as you grab the mic, he's like, hey, hey, what's going on? Right. <laughs> Turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> so that went better. Brea? He, he, no, Brea for me was still just like. Like uh, we we like you, you're you're fine, right? You'll do. <laughs> if it was medieval times, they wouldn't have killed me. But they'd, but they'd have been like, "We'd like to see the next act, please." <laughs> Take a limb, just just a limb. Let him live. Um, which is fine, you know. It was it was uh, it served its purpose. Mm-hmm. But again, there was only like so many people in there. Oh, okay, yeah. What do you and, do, right? Uh, Adam goes up and does really well. So then we got to, like, stick around. Uh, just shake hands and... Shake hands. We got to go to the fucking yard house next door and sit with, like, eight people from the audience. Why? And I'm stuck because I, I got a ride with them. Oh. This is the first time not having a car really bit me in the ass because ah. I was stuck in Bray. You're like, yeah, okay, Bray. I'm going to get a car. <laughs> Some comics, after the show, if they like the show... Uh-huh. They can't just let the show in. They've got to go. Drinking gets with the audience. Oh, with the crowd? Nah. That's what there. Adam does. That's what my boy Claude Stewart does. I can see it. Gotta party with the audience. I'm like, this is awful. Because I was fine with the show. Mm-hmm. And I broke a rule that my, my man Bobby Slayton gave me. He's like, never let anyone buy you a drink. He's absolutely right. I'm, I'm ordering a drink at a bar, at the bar, at the yard house. Because they all sat in the booth, and I'm like, there's no way I'm getting in that booth. No, you're stuck. I'm not stuck. getting stuck in that fucking booth. So the guy orders me a drink and then, you know, proceeds to be like, well, we've seen you on a Saturday. We know you don't suck as bad as you did. Oh, day. man, why do they think that's okay? <laughs> Fuck. And he was like, well, the girl did really well, and Adam did really well. Oh, and I'm like, God, stop. Right. You just turned a, a decent experience into, into an embarrassment. Totally. Now I want to stick a fork in between a couple ribs and I was of like, yours. <laughs> and he's telling me all these comedians he thinks are good. Oh, like these no. two, like these two convicts in Ontario run a room. <laughs> they're like convicts. And you know when someone's telling you jokes, they're like they do these really good jokes. Yes. Like, hey, look at this retard, and hey, look at this gay guy. And you're like, wow, great. Uh, I got. I was like, I gotta go. I, think, I, I, think I he, call those people my family members. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He picked up on the fact somehow that I didn't really like him because I was like, all right, man, I'll see you later. I oh, that you didn't like and him was like, particularly was, well, or his he, line? He could tell like I was not enjoying the conversation sure. after a while because he was dumb enough to think I was for a while. But then when I was oh. saying goodbye, like he wouldn't look at me. 
And I like pat him on the shoulder, like, all right, dude. All right, I'll, buddy. I'll see, I'll see. Yeah. I'll see. I don't know. That's awkward. Hold on a second. Fuck. No, okay. Hold God on damn, man. I, I, I totally know where you're coming so, from. So, I'm just stuck there for two hours. Oh, two hours? Jesus. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. You're like, God, could uh, God strike something down so we can all get out of here? It was awful. And, you know, you get to the point, after two bad shows, it's like... I don't think I know how to do this comedy anymore. <laughs> it does take another good one for I, you to go, all right, all right. I'm still I, got, I got this footage of a, <laughs> of a decent one. And listen in the audience, this woman actually says, like, you're actually funny. Like, I don't know uh, what. You're why. actually not a bitch. I don't, I don't understand why people go to shows if they think it's not going to be funny. But listen, listen, yeah. listen after I do a joke about California and rain. <laughs> listen, listen to, like, someone go, you're actually funny. Always. I'm running inch right now. <laughs> yeah. Love California. I love California when it rains because everybody walks around like they want their money back. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's four days. Fucking suck it up. It's going to be fine. I love California for it. Did you hear You're actually funny. funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm the hired comedian. Thank you. Thank you for that. I was talking to Sigourney last night too. I was gonna call him, but uh, but he's he some guy booked him on a shitty gig. And he just, he sent me a picture of his dressing room and it said the comedy stylings of David Segura. Dave, oh man, like, like he doesn't even have a difficult name, dude. Tom, Tom. you got Segura right? You, can't, you forgot fucking Tom. You can't Google it. You can't look at the paperwork. Seriously, like, what the dude. fuck are you talking There's about? Not that many Seguras in comedy. <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> David Segura. Well, I don't know who the fuck that is. I'm Tom. Um, da, 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 da. I was at the coffee bean, just minding my own business. <laughs> Treating yourself. Drinking my coffee. Uh-huh. And I and I hear this. Uh, I hear this guy go. There's a girl sitting next to me. Okay. And over, like, outside, like, the patio, mm-hmm. I hear, Earth girl. How are you? And I look over, and there's a guy in a full, like, fake, like, 1950s spacesuit. Okay. You know what I mean? Like a shitty science fiction type spacesuit. Right. Um, Doing a thing. And he's like, Earth girl, come talk to me. And the girl actually gets up and walks over. And the guy takes off his helmet, and it's fucking Dennis Woodruff. And he's trying to sell his DVDs. That fucking guy? Do you know who he is? Is he the guy that used to try and get on Howard Stern? This guy, what this guy does, make is, my movie. Yeah, this guy, what he—he's an actor. Yeah, I don't know how long he's been here, but he's like a an he, LA. He was doing that thing when I got to town. That's what I'm saying. I got here in the '90s, back in '97. Yeah, he had this big car with this big head on it, like a big paper mache head. Yeah. Does he also have the chicken car? I don't know about the chicken car, but the car says Dennis Woodruff, mm-hmm. famous actor. Yeah. And he, all he does back in the day, all he tried to do was get booked on movies. Now I tried to Wikipedia him, and if you Wikipedia him, mm-hmm. it'll tell you it doesn't have a full Wikipedia, which is a bummer. Somebody should write that. But they do have like a lot of the movies he's been in. He has actually been in, in some, some movies stuff. Okay. by pulling this publicity stunt. Sure, but he's just a crybaby out on the streets of LA. Like, how come nobody will put me in the yeah. movies? And one time, there's a documentary about him. I think he made it. Of course he did. And Radio Rando 
huh. is walking, you know, past him. And Dennis Woodruff will harass your yes, ass. Yes, As he did to everyone at the Coffee Bean. He went from table to table. And he's like, will you buy my science fiction movie? And like he's selling them. He goes table to table. And he does the whole pitch. And you already just heard it next door. You already just heard it at the table next to you. Now he's pitching he it to over you. And starts with the same thing. I am not a salesman, but I am an artist, and artists have to struggle, and I have to, and the whole fucking thing is like, yeah, we're at coffee bean at four p at four p.m. You don't have to fucking get it. We, I we can understand hear you. the artists yeah. have to struggle. <laughs> sure, yeah, we're, we're all, all fucking doing there, here. dude. Fucking moron. <laughs> but Radio Randall's walking past him one day. This is years ago, and um, and Dennis Woodruff's like, "Will you buy my documentary? It's a great documentary, L.A. Weekly." Said that it was the best documentary ever made, ever made, and Randy can't let that go. Uh huh. He goes, "Give me, the, give me, the, give me the article. Give me the article." That's, that's <laughs> fantastic. Greatest documentary ever. Just give that's, me the article. Come on, let me see that. Let me see and that. So LA Woodruff, Weekly. Let me see that. And so Woodruff gives him the article. He's got it on him, and Randy. Oh. Like, and Randy's like, oh. Randy goes, "Yeah, they're quoting you. You yes! said." <laughs> Quoting you. I'm calling you on your he, shit. He goes, yeah, but it's in the LA Weekly. And he goes, yeah, but they're quoting you. <laughs> goes, still don't count, bro. He goes, yeah, but it's in the LA Weekly. It's your quote. Yeah, but they're quoting you. It goes on forever <laughs> and ever. It's still happening. It's still happening on Vermont Avenue right now. Uh, that's awesome. <sighs> yeah, there's a lot of crazy fucking people. There's in this so town. many crazy people. Is Angeline still alive? I seen her a couple times in person pull up in that pink fucking Corvette. And what's her deal? She's like this girl she's that was old like... old as shit now. She was like pretty good looking when she first started, but she sure. was still probably... In the in 80s? Her, but she was still probably in her 40s or 50s when she started. She might have been 30s. Okay. At least. Okay. Late 30s. And so what she did was she rented out billboards for herself. Yeah. Her manager did or whatever. Yeah. Got big fake tits and... Uh, yeah, had uh, poster, yeah, billboards all over town. And she's like Put famous. Put her face on it. Which is, she's probably She's quasi-famous, at least in L.A. Yeah, and she's never done shit. Any movies. Nothing. Fucking nothing. Um, you see this, you see the guy? Did you say hi to the guy that walked out? Yeah. Who did not say hi back? He didn't? Oh, fuck no. The guy was so weird. When I first moved in, he was like, hey, I'm Pat. How's it going? Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Now when I see him, he's just like... <laughs> Oh. And I don't know why he treats me like that because he's he's just renting like an apartment. Okay. But he treats this place like it's his house because he makes like silk screens or something out of his garage. Uh-huh. And he's always got like shit hanging a, up. A cable going from so like I can't even open this back door some days because there's a wire like right there. Hanging up and it his goes shit. And this goes up to his fucking apartment because he's running electricity into the, the fucking fuck? garage. Now that's fine. You know, they're always moving shit, blah, blah, blah. They're always making a ruckus. Okay. I'll give you that. So he's the annoying one. Uh, yeah. So it's, okay. th- th- that's where it gets weird is when he, he's he's a dick to you. Guy. Right. But he's the one <laughs> that's totally fucking rude. Now, here's what I. <laughs> that's good shit right there. That's Here's what I. The, um, this is the only real problem I have with this dude. He um, He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a problem I have with the apartment, but I still get mad at him mm-hmm. because at about mm, two o'clock every morning, oh. all you can hear in this apartment, in my apartment, is Are you serious? from him, from upstairs. He needs a CPAP machine. 
Like, it shakes the whole fucking apartment building. Oh, that's annoying. It's awful, dude. And every night I just go, you got to be kidding me. So here's the problem. <laughs> he, I get the impression he doesn't like me. I could be wrong, but didn't you get that impression from oh, I'm, him? I'm pretty sure he does not like me. He, he's got that that's attitude. That's for sure. He's got that attitude, like, how dare anyone rent an apartment from oh, this pot complex? Sure. This is my house. Because, yeah, he gave me the look, how dare you say hi. Yeah, it's like, you know what? Rent this apartment then. It was vacant for like six months. Yeah. Rent, I, rent both of them. I just gave a, a courteous, what's up, dude? Yeah. And he just, mm. I saw that through the, I was watching through the screen door. <laughs> like a fuck. And I was like, the guy just walked past Craig. Because he gave me the eye contact. When you give me yeah, the eye contact, yeah, yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. What's up? Right. Head nod, quick and simple. And your response is, how you, uh, you know, whatever. What's uh, up? Right. That's it. We're good. Yeah. So I thought we were boys because he really introduced himself to sure. me. And I was like, and and now all I get is the, uh, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck you, shave your beard, asshole. And that's the thing, too. Like, all his boys, they all have glasses and beards. God. So not only am I getting dissed by him, I'm saying hi to people I don't you're know. you dissed by them, too? Because they don't know me. They're the dissed I'm, like, I'm like, oh, that's that's Pat. And they're like, nah, man, I ain't Pat. You know, they're actually more friendly than he is. Oh, okay. They'll actually say hi back. They just look confused. You're like, look, I'm sorry. You look like half of L.A. You well, all look like Pat. Watch me grow a beard. And, and then watch and them then fall cool. in love with me. Then you're cool. Then you'll be cool, dude. Aren't the, aren't the beards over by now? Oh, fuck. Did, I, you know what I mean? Can we have a beard backlash at this point? It's been... I'd like to see it. They were cool. They were really cool around 2008. Like, Band of Horses was rocking yeah, that shit. sure. And so now it's 2014. I'm, I'm calling it. Beards are done this year. Come summertime, you motherfuckers, show us how beautiful you are. Because I got news for you. You look a lot better without the goddamn beard. It's also the dressing like it's 1910 that I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fucks with the knee-high pants and the fucking Argyle socks. You got to be the snappiest fucking guy on the goddamn crew at all these shows I'm doing. All right, Don Draper. Take a knee. <laughs> Seriously. Take it easy. I even saw people at... Um, Union Station, yeah, who took it a whole other step further. Not only were they dressed like it's 1910, yeah, they also they were a bike club. Oh no! So they had like the one big wheel bike with the two little wheels on the back. <laughs> Everybody had. I say, good sir. <laughs> exactly, you man. know what? I can catch the 910. <laughs> exactly, they all. Oh man, I was just like, get the. Fuck out of here. Seriously, get us trained. Seriously, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Ride your horse out of here. Man. It's it's still better than, it's still a good look. It's still better than what was going on like 10 years ago, which I really liked. It is. Everybody who's had like the cool rock and roll haircuts, which I really liked that. (laughs) Did you? But like looking back at it, it's like, dude, everyone's looked like girls and stuff. They did. Yeah, (laughs) they did. They did. At least now guys look like men. It is a different yeah, it's a different kind of men. You're wearing bow ties and shit, and that's great. Yeah, no, I'm actually glad the Everybody's uh, slick. I'm actually glad the dapper haircut's back in style because I got like a receding hairline, so like the long hair <laughs> the long totally hair was for you. never that's good. Fantastic. It was never yes, good. You're right. It looked like somebody out of like a nineties <laughs> band. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh. I have curly hair, so I can't have the dapper. Yeah, why not? 
It just my hair. No. Well, you can still happen. keep it tight. It's looking pretty dapper right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep I keep it you short. Keep it and tight. tight. It looks yeah. good. You're growing a little bit long right now, right? A little bit. Just to slick good. it back, trying to change it up. It's just looking good. Since the dreadlocks, I've not had long hair. Make no mistake, that dude was pissed at you because your hair looks fucking my great. My hair looks great because he's losing his, and he's like, God damn it! How can he? How can that guy have perfect eyesight? Right. I wanted to hair. Be, I wanted to be like, yeah, but you're in better shape than I am. <laughs> Come six months later from now, fuck! I'll be so fuckable, dude. This eye, these these beautiful eyes, and this hair. Yeah, God, yeah. it's on like Donkey Kong, yeah. dude. Um, I keep I keep seeing this uh, this poster for uh, Need for Speed is coming out, oh. which is like um, is that- what what's his name? Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. He now here's the thing. Like, everyone else in Breaking Bad is doing all these dope movies, like indie movies. Sure. Like, they're not starring in movies. Like, Brian Cranston is is supporting in all these movies. Yeah, but he'll fucking kill it. Right. And so, he lucked out. Poor Aaron Paul. And yes, I will feel bad for a TV star, just for a second. Sure. Poor Aaron Paul is doing Need for Speed. And you know that thing fucking sucks. Need for cash, bro. (laughs) Need for cash. And all I can imagine... This is like Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, and he's like, uh, he's like, Jesse, you can't do this movie. It's it sucks. It's terrible. And he's like, I'm doing the fucking movie, yo. <laughs> Back up. I'm doing Need for Speed, bitch. And is that the one with um, Mr. Mom? Who Michael Keaton? Yeah, is Michael Keaton in that? I think he's in it. Because there's the Fast and Furious ones, and then there's the shitty one that's coming out. Okay. Which I think is Need for Speed. Need for Speed. Because I saw the trailer, and first off, I'm not buying the dude. Okay. He looks too fucking clean for me. Okay. Like Zac Efron. Yeah. Fuck him. I won't see anything he's in. <laughs> fuck him. His life's too good. Fuck you. I won't see any shit you're in. I feel that way about... Um, There's a lot so, of people I feel so about. <laughs> Just, Justin Timberlake, to me, like, NSYNC was like a war crime. Yes. It's like, we're going to let this Nazi star in movies now? <laughs> It's like a crime against art. And every chick in the world will stand up for him. <laughs> he was just a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. That's, that's strike one. Kurt mm-hmm. Cobain was just a kid, too, when he started Nirvana. Sure. And that was a kick-ass motherfucking band. Fucking changed Jets, the world. James Hetfield, child. Absolutely. Started Metallica. Yes. That, that's not an ex- that is not an excuse for me. Mm-hmm. The kid fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Music like that, I do find an abomination. It was Dennis Leary. Yeah, uh, had a great fucking joke about people like which that. Bill Hicks wrote. But go ahead. Oh, really? No, I, you don't know about this controversy? No, really? What he stole all of Hicks's shit? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, Do yeah, yeah. That's that's that. that's the word on the street. Um, and it's kind of like died down because Joe Rogan went on Stern and uh-huh. like presented it. Oh, and Stern was like, I don't know, I don't know, but he did steal a joke oh. definitely about John Lennon. He definitely stole. Okay, joke. but uh. But yeah, and then Brett Gilbert had a manager one time that managed Dennis Leary, uh-huh. and and the manager was like, yeah, he he like lifted from Hicks like oh, unbelievably. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, Dennis Leary. I can, like, you know what? I can see it. Almost open. I don't. He's never admitted it. Right. But it's kind of like known in the comedy world. Okay. That like Dennis Leary ripped off Bill Hicks. It's like the Mencia and uh, what's his face thing. Um, well, Lopez. This, yeah, but this one's like even worse. This one's even worse because like. Dennis Leary, and I don't even really know where I stand it on anymore, but the, the idea is Dennis Leary lifted the whole fucking thing. 
And he kind of did. Like, uh-huh. the whole attitude. Like, I'm the smart guy. Right. And the world is just, like, right. fucking crazy and everything's a conspiracy. Sure. And then he lifted a lot of jokes on top of it. Damn. Damn. Whatever. The, the jury's still out on that. But sure. a lot of people will say that. But anyways, what did... Oh, well, his, his joke was basically, like, uh, about how all your favorite artists will die of drug drug overdoses right, right. and stuff. He said yeah. that you could leave Motley fucking crew in a room with like 10 pounds of cocaine and like three hours later they're going to come out and go, hey, we need some more. Right. And they're just not going to fucking die and keep making shitty fucking music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was, um, that's definitely Bill Hicks thing where he's like, mm-hmm. uh, he's like something like the fact that John Lennon is dead. Yeah. And and like Tiffany Cunn or Wham Cunn. <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. To make music. It's, it's proof that there's no God or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, that's so that's a Hicks true. joke that that's a Hicks joke that that's uh so that Dennis true. Leary took. And it, and it is true. It's fu- it's a fucking heartbreak. Um what else we got? I watched this uh JD Salinger documentary, which like JD Salinger. It got like a thirty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. He wrote Catcher in the Rye. Okay. Um also a documentary about him. About him. Uh-huh. And it is kind of a um I do hate when documentaries take on the tone of where you hear that shitty music in the back, like, 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 Mm -hmm. I can't explain it exactly. Right. But it's when there's no edge to them. Yeah. And it's just like corny, like PBS style. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Burns uh, makes the best documentaries. Does he? What did he make? He goes fucking deep. Any any documentary he makes about if it's World War Two, if it's. uh, Yeah. Jazz, it's going deep, mm-hmm. and it's going to give you everything. Talk about people you've never heard of. Like right. I watched one on prohibition. Yeah, I'm a mafia freak. I've watched every goddamn mafia yeah, yeah, yeah. thing ever. But this guy goes into prohibition step by step, how it got started, women, and then <laughs> and why women? What yeah. are you talking about? What do I you mean, mean, women are the ones that were like, "Fuck this, we got to uh, curb this shit." Well, yeah, because the men were people coming were home. fucked up. Well, people were coming home drunk and beating their women, beating their women, and it was raping legal. them. It was and, legal. Yeah, it was all legal. Kids, like the can- you know, like those little wax candies you would get, yeah, or, or chocolates that had rum, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids that would buy candy had. Straight up rum in it. Yeah. Like kids were just getting fucking fucked up, right. passed out in the streets. <laughs> People just <laughs> passed out in the streets everywhere you went. So it was one of those things where, yeah, they kind of had to do something because it was out of control. Right, right. There's no regulation. Zero. So they went to total regulation. Exactly. But he goes deep and he talks about people that weren't even, don't ever get talked about. And they were like, Fucking rich and powerful during like, Prohibition. Yeah, and didn't I mean now the guy's famous, but that Nucky Thompson is like one of them. Like, oh, you, you yeah. never heard of him before Boardwalk Empire? No, you didn't. And, and so there must have been a lot of guys like that. Oh yeah, there's a guy in Seattle. I'm pretty sure there's a street named after this guy. And yeah. I forget his name, but he's like famous in Seattle during Prohibition. He was a cop. Yeah, and uh, he just he started arresting people and like seeing how much money they had right. made. Right. He's like, fuck this. So he started running booze, you know, getting it from candidates right there. Right, right. And then he got caught, you know. Yeah. And all the fucking, all the police, they were working with him and shit. Yeah. They all got, a whole ring of them got busted. He just fucking paid everybody's bail and lawyers. Like, fuck you, I quit. Yeah. And literally it was one of those, like, I'm not a cop anymore. Right. I'm just a goddamn gangster. Yeah, that's beautiful, And, you know, he wasn't one of these dudes who left a bunch of bodies in the streets or anything. Right. But made a fucking mint 
off of booze. And so this is this is I'm just thinking of this now, and it's a dumb question. I think I know the answer, but it was legal in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're they, like, we know how to handle our shit. And up they here. fully were like, hey, hey, we'll take our boats this far <laughs> because it's illegal for us to go any closer. Right. And you come out and meet us. Right. We'll just swap it onto your boat. No yeah. big fucking deal to us. We'll be up here drinking legally and coming <laughs> exactly. up with universal health care. Because you guys, yeah. <laughs> you guys Dude, have at it down yeah. there. We're going to do shit for our people. You guys need to get fucked Welcome up. I get to it. the jungle. Yeah. Fucking U.S. is mayhem. Oh, my God. It is, dude. It's still the Old West. But there's, like, this documentary was still interesting because I never I never knew anything about J.D. Salinger. All I know uh-huh. is you. I love the catcher in the rye. And where on the street is, like, he became a celebrity and then just, like, bailed. Like, I don't like this. And according to this documentary, he still wrote up until his death. Okay. He just yeah. never published anything. Oh. And everyone's trying to get their mitts on it now. Because oh, there's like sequels to Catcher in the Rye and all this stuff. Oh. Allegedly, because no one still got he their just, hands on it. Did he him. just not want the fame anymore? He didn't enjoy it for some reason. And he got into this whole Buddhist thing where it's like it's all about the work. Right. And not about the not result. About you. Like the work is the reward. Sure. And any chick. So even though he wasn't publishing this shit, every single chick that was married to him would divorce him because he would just go out. He would get in his like almost military clothes, uh-huh. go into the bunker, which is like a small shed, and he wouldn't even come back in to sleep in the house. Just write. He would just write and write until he passed out, wake up, and keep writing. Wow. And then never even publish the shit. Wow. But the, the crazy shit I didn't know about him, he was like – he went out with this chick named Una O'Neill uh-huh. who was like – that was like a thing back in the day. Like I'm a debutante. I'm sure. like a hot chick. Yes. And I just go to parties. Sure. And people take pictures. It was, of yeah. She was one of these, right? She was the heir to some fortune a or whatever. Paris Hilton of her day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure. she wasn't as much of a whore. Right. Well, we <laughs> just, there's no footage of it. There were different times, yeah. But she went out with this one dude. I, I didn't even look him up, but they, they included him in the mix. She went out with Orson Welles. Okay. And she went out with J.D. Salinger. All right. Like, these are just two dudes she happened to big, date. Big names of the time, sure. J.D. Salinger, even though he's rich, he's like, I want to be in the Army. They say, you can't be in the Army. Why? I forget why. Like, they just, they didn't want him there. And it wasn't a physical thing. I think it might have been some kind of mental thing or whatever. Like, he, oh, he went home. he was probably off. He might have been, but he went home and wrote them, like, um, tons and tons of letters oh. until they were like all right fine you want to be in the army you can be in the army are you fucking serious he goes out to the army this is mad this sounds like madness right absolutely I, that madness. just shows you how much of a different time it was back then like everyone was just like they really wanted to go in the army and like they really believed in everything america it's had. true it's true now most people view it as like a, a prison sentence my dad said he joined uh my dad did during too. the vietnam war i go yeah why would you join he goes because i believed in all that go america bullshit <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing. He goes, I go, what, what changed your mind? He goes, I fucking joined the army. Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he goes off to World War II and he's all bragging. He's like, this is my girl. And she's really hot too. She's like 17, 18 years old. Oh, right. This girl yeah. goes out to Hollywood and who fucking marries her? Uh, Charlie Chaplin. Okay. Like that's how this girl rolls. Everybody she went out with and married was somebody. Like, huge. Right. <laughs> Orson Welles, James yeah, Salinger, yeah, 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 Charlie yeah. Chaplin, Jesus fucking Christ. Right. Yeah, they're all the biggest names of their time, absolutely. Oh, my God. God. You'd be lucky to meet those three people oh, in a lifetime. Oh, fuck yeah. And she just like meets them once and marries them. <laughs> but if you think about it, yeah, she's 17. 
And she's like, and you're also just hot as shit. You're also like, she was really cute, and you're also marrying into money too. It's like let's oh. lock this shit down. Yeah, I guess that's a hard one to beat, right? Um, he goes to World War Two, and he's he's already riding like Catcher in the Rye, and he he storms. He's part of his first day of the of the war was D Day. Jesus, which that's a shitty first day. Fuck yeah, right? You first it, day on the job. You think it's Chuck showing Chuck showing up at like the Herald? <laughs> Like, your first where's time? the copy machine? I'm yeah, conf- yeah, how do yeah. I use the facts? I quit. This, this is, is too tough. Hard. Yeah, try like German shooting at your fucking <laughs> yeah, head and yeah. everyone to your left and right. Running through fucking barbed wire fences. They said he had six chapters of Catcher in the Rye on him. Like Holy. on him. He wrote Catcher in the Rye during World War II. That could have washed between, away on a beach. It's between battles. You think you got a good work ethic? This motherfucker saved the free world right. and wrote Catcher in the Rye all so, at the same time. While he's over here writing Catcher in the Watt Rye in the trenches, some other dude's like, Dear Sally, I lost five friends today. It's pretty horrible. The Germans are advancing on us. It's terrible. It's- yeah. Uh, so he, he his, his career is, his war career is, he starts on D-Day and goes straight through like 200, 250 days till the end of the war. Holy shit. He makes shit. it until the Germans surrender. Then comes home. <laughs> then they send him back to, to like, you never hear about this in history class. They went back to Germany to try sure. to get Nazis. Right. And try to get them arrested. <laughs> Maybe they were like, since you're an eager fucking beaver, why don't you head back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, write us a book while you're there, too. <laughs> yeah. Write us Frankie and Zooey. Um... He goes there. He starts investigating the Nazis. He marries a Nazi. Get the and brings fuck her back. And he's fucking Jewish. This guy. Are you serious? <laughs> what the fuck? This guy's off the charts. <laughs> brings her back to America and then divorces her. All right. Thanks for bringing a Nazi back and letting yeah. her loose. Yeah. Uh. She's probably like, you know, J.D., I just, I never knew until uh, I actually made love to a Jew. Yeah, it was, it was. You're not bad. bad. You're not not bad bad. people. I take it all back. I'm sorry. We shouldn't have killed all those people. Yeah, I was caught up in the times. We should have just fucked them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was caught up in the times. (laughs) Make love, not war. (laughs) You have anything to add before I call Randy? Um, Oh, Randy. There's like. Is there controversy? There's madness going on oh, in, the, what's... in the full charge power hour. Oh, world. no shit. And I don't even. What happened? Well, let's talk to Okay. Randy. Oh, okay. Fuck, I'm unaware. So I'm Hopefully not. Hopefully people right. answer their phones. Otherwise, I'll just fill everybody in. Okay. It's just fucking. Another controversy, dude? No, it's just regular shit. Okay. It's not controversy. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> so, well, I, I can guess. And I'm sure our listeners can. <laughs> you can guess who it's about. I'm calling Randy. Three letters. E A. Hello. What's up, buddy? What's happening? You're on the full charge power hour right now. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know what's happening. So, so what happened? Somebody bought one of Wendell's T-shirts. I am from a reliable source, <laughs> but somebody bought. One of Wendell's items. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know. Well, I guess that's really all I wanted to ask you. I'm going to call Clint Money. Do you, what kind of questions do you think I should have for Clint Money? Well, I would ask 
some money, a little bit more of an origin story, how it all came about and where he's at with his design, and maybe how he feels about the current designs that are out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, did he talk to E-Dubs yet? No, we're going to call him. I want to I want to make the rounds first and then call E-Dubs. Yeah, I would say yeah, call Clinton Money, find out from him what he thinks of the designs, and then... You know, find out what Wendell's doing with that, uh, that extra cash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks a lot, man. All right. All right, later. later. Oh. The new director of the Full Charge Power Hour, oh my God. Radio Rando. Do you see how bad I need him? I, I was like... I talked to Randy last night, and he told me all this stuff. And I'll, when I woke up this morning, all I remembered is I needed to call Quinn. I need to call. Let's see what we got here. Help, help, me with, uh, help me with this, too. All right. You know, if you remember anything Randy just said. The origin of the project? Yeah. Because he, he was drawing the original he stuff was drawing, for E-Dub, He right? was supposed to draw the graphics. Okay. Mm. And you've seen the graphics. Yes, like Clint's a professional. He works on movies. Okay, as an art, as like in the art department oh, or something. Yeah, he's a professional artist. Yeah, so he's definitely a guy you would want making your stuff. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Clint. Yes. Matt Fulcheron, buddy. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Good. Good. Um. We wanted to give you a call. You're on the Power Hour right now. I'm on the Power Hour? You're on the Full yeah. Charge Power Hour. <laughs> Big fan. You're making your debut. You've been talked about quite a bit. Now you're here. Um, we want to talk to you. Wendell, Wendell has put out his merchandise last week, and we want to talk to you about like the origin of... Um, uh, I know he asked you to do some artwork uh, for him, and can you just kind of take us through what happened? I would love to. Are we, are we going all the way back to the original request? Let's go all the way back to the original request, yeah. So I was asked by Wendell. Uh, he sent me, and I've, I've, I've heard most of the uh, podcasts concerning the, uh, the great T-shirt debate. <laughs> T-shirt gate, yes. <laughs> T-shirt gate, that's right. So I, I was, uh, he contacted me. I don't have my dates in front of me, but he did contact me as he said he did. Uh, prior to, you know, anything going online. Okay. And I uh, asked me to do some design. He sent me some artwork, or he sent me some ice cream trucks that he liked. <laughs> and so, I, <laughs> that he found on Google. Right. So I have that email, and I, and I started to, uh, you know, was going to rip on that, but it was, you know, I, I, I have a day job, so. Yeah. So it was, um, it took a little while. Right. And, uh, in the two weeks that it took me to get to the t-shirt, concept. Yeah. Um, Matt Fulchon put up some uh, ice cream trucks. That's true, I did. On his own website. That's true. On the same day that Wendell called me and said, hey, how's everything going? I'm like, hey, you know, we're like up against Thanksgiving here. I haven't had time to do anything. <laughs> up against and my life. Said, you know, hey, <laughs> it looks like, uh, looks like Matt already has some ice cream trucks. Okay. <laughs> so that's how that went down. And then I eventually did something for him. Uh, probably within the next week or two, I, I did something for him, and uh, you know, and then submitted that, and then it pretty much went absolutely nowhere because, as you know, you guys got into a little feud over the whole thing, and right. you know, I think brings us up to date on on that. Okay, artwork. so okay. so, but I did do a design for him. Okay, and so have you? He just he just dropped 
the merchandise. He just made an announcement last week, this Monday actually, that his merchandise is up and for sale. Have you seen any of this? Clint. I'm sorry, say that again. You broke up again. Can you say it again? He he has released his merchandise this past Monday. Yes, yes. And have you seen any of this merchandise? I, I have seen some of the merchandise. We actually had a conversation about it last night. Okay. And so that's not your that's not your designs, is it? That is not my design. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with my design. Okay, that's why I called you. I wanted to clear that up. <laughs> not a font <laughs> expert. He asked me to do artwork, and then <laughs> he, he didn't. And I did the artwork, and then instead of him submitting the artwork, he decided to go rogue and do his own artwork. <laughs> I, yeah, it was strange because, you know, we did work everything out, and I was like, you know, you can sell yours, I can sell mine, everything's going to be fine. Right. And then, you know, it seemed like it took two months to get it together, but then whenever someone criticized him on Twitter, he was like, hey, I've only been at it for three hours, give me a break. But it's one of those things, like, you really shouldn't release something you've been working three hours on. Yeah, because that was the other thing you said. He said, well, man, hey, man, they need EPS format, they need EPS format. <laughs> But instead of calling me and asking me if I could transfer the files into ETS format, he spent the next three hours designing his own line. Yeah. <laughs> which could have just, which is for me as simple as just saving it as an EPS as opposed to right. a PDF. But that's you know, right. that's a five minute job. Well, it's all very exciting for me because uh, I thought this whole thing was over, and it looks like it's only just begun. Um, I think it's just begun. <laughs> is, is Wendell there with you today? No, we're going to call him after this. <laughs> Get to the bottom of this shit. Well, I, I'm, I'm doing my best to help out with the, uh, the process in, you know, what I would consider my limited free time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think that there's some uh, some design work to, to be done there. I, I, as, as, of, as of yesterday, he told me he sold one hat, which I, yeah. I you know. We, I don't we, want to knock his design skills, but the hat may be the worst thing, other than the coffee mug, <laughs> maybe the worst thing on it. <laughs> because it says, it it's says, four page. It, there's like no space between five and ice cream, so it says 51CE trucks, cream <laughs> trucks, 51CE cream trucks. It's it's a mess. And we've got word from Radio Rando who bought that hat. It was uh, it was one Chris Reiser, an old friend of both of ours. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so he's the culprit. That's the guy who wants to help out a hat. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna give him a call right now, and um, <laughs> it, it was great. It was great to talk to you, Clint. We're gonna. I think we. I have a feeling we're gonna be talking to you more and more as this podcast continues. Thanks for being a part. I, I would love to be. I would love to be involved because I have so many questions. As I listen to the shows, I have. I have so many questions. Um, and just listening to the Oscar show recently, um, the idea that your film um, critic thinks that Jonah Hill won an Oscar at any point during his career. He, I looked that up. Amazing. He didn't win an Oscar. <laughs> nominated, right? He might have been, but he didn't win an Oscar. <laughs> he was nominated, but Wendell said on the award <laughs> podcast when you guys were thinking, that, oh, Jonah Hill already won an Oscar. He, he already won his Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> for, for what? No, he. I think it was for super bad. No, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking sometimes. But that's the joy of Wendell. <laughs> oh. It's brilliant, and and I got to know more about that diet too. The diet he was going to go on with the uh, the rum and Coke Zero, as opposed to drinking all the beer. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get a follow up on that. Any nutritionist will tell you you got to take alcohol out of the diet, <sighs> <laughs> or any civilian, or anybody that's awake. <laughs> 
Um, great talking to you, Clint. Uh, it was a pleasure, man. And thanks for being a part of the Power Hour. I'm glad you're finally on. I appreciate it. Like I said, big fan. And uh, yeah, call anytime. Awesome. Thanks, man. Letter. How great is this phone system? All right, let's call Riser. This is uh, Poker Night, uh, Riser, right? This is Riser's Poker Fame. That's right. This is a big part. Okay. This is a big part. A lot of, of talk about this dude. <laughs> I forgot about that. He used to mention Riser's Poker Game. Every there was show. Like, there was like a hashtag. Somebody was putting out hashtag Riser's Poker Game. <laughs> Craig Scott. Of course they were. That's great. Right, yeah, because we were going to have Riser's. <laughs> I forgot all about that shit. Listen to the first 10 episodes if you want to hear about Riser's Poker Game. What's up, Chris? What's going on, man? Uh, Chris Reiser, everybody, was actually on the first Crab Feast because he used to be in a uh, podcast with Radio Rando about the Redskins, and Chris called up angry because he felt betrayed. Is that true, Chris? Chris? Yeah, yeah. A little hard to hear. <laughs> oh, okay. So, anyways, we heard you bought one of Wendell's T-shirts or hats. No, I actually bought a hat. <laughs> And are are you happy with the purchase? Uh, well, I haven't gotten it yet. And uh, on the website, it looked like it was black. And then when I checked my uh, confirmation, it said navy. Uh, so, uh, you know, it looked black. Probably my error, but it was black. So now what, it's going to be navy. What so gra- I don't know how I feel about that. What graphic did you buy? Huh? What graphic? What what uh? What did you buy? Uh, the one that says five ice cream trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Yeah. All right. You know, I don't think I can walk around with a T-shirt that says "super fucking gay" on it. <laughs> just saying. I like the lines. Just saying. And the one with the driver's license and the purple hair—a little too much commitment to the cause. You know. You know. You know. More of a subtle. Is what I'm what I'm talking about. I I honestly like. Uh, I don't want no quota, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's the one I'm going to walk buy. around with that babies. Yeah, <laughs> as a forty year old man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. We just want to check in with you. Thanks for supporting Wendell. Yeah. So am I, am I the only one who bought anything? You're the. Well, we're going to ask Wendell, but I heard okay. you've, there's only been one thing sold, and you're the guy. Interesting. You're the guy. All right, man. Uh, I will. I will see you at the poker game. Okay. Yeah, I'll be wearing the hat. <laughs> All right, dude. See you All later, right. man. Oh, this this device is fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. I think on the road, I'm just gonna call people. Sure. Call my parents and post it as a podcast. That's All right. Without their knowledge. Yeah. So, what should we ask Wendell? Um, how the sales are going. I mean, yeah. he's, he's already in the, um, he's out of the red. Oh, my God. He's probably out spending that money, dude. Good luck getting him on the phone. Getting all that Coke Zero. You're like, what's up, player? Hold on, girl. Yo. Yo, what's up? Hello? Can you hear me? Uh, barely. Hey, uh, so how's, how's the sales going? How's what? The sales. I'm going to try taking my earpiece off. Maybe that'll help. How's what going? How the t-shirt sales? 
Oh, uh, not good so far at all, actually. <laughs> I sold like one thing. You know who bought it? No idea. We have word. Radio Rando called me and told me that Chris Reiser bought it. Huh? Chris Reiser bought it. Oh, okay. Awesome. And so everyone's begging me to put out merchandise and then no one wants to buy anything who's, to put it out. Who's begging you? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, uh, I talked to Clint last night. Uh, he's uh, gonna redesign that shirt a little bit uh, with the, the graphics that I think you saw. He's gonna redesign it a little bit, and uh, um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if I'll have it back to me this, this weekend or not. But uh, as soon as he gets that ready to go, I'm gonna put that out, and uh, I'll put out a big tweet and stuff about it and whatnot. Bam. Um. Yeah, because Clint said. You know, you worked on all that stuff, and then you didn't. You didn't use it. You just use your own, your own uh, graphics. Uh, I'm only getting about every other word. All right. Well, I guess we got a bad connection, man. Do you have? Do you have any? Yeah. Is there any classic review you can review? Any classic movie you can review? Uh, I still didn't get any of that. All right, we're gonna have to try this again later, man. Sorry, Wendell. Uh, I didn't understand that. You want to try this again later, okay? Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I don't even know what to ask you after this. Um, Clint's got Clint's got graphics for you if you're patient. Uh, I didn't get that either. I, I I don't know why this doesn't work when you, it worked a little while ago when you called me. Yeah, I don't know either. It's got to be the connection. So uh, we're just gonna get running, and uh, we'll talk about this in another episode. All right, yeah, we got to do the Oscar episode, right? Like, uh, oh yeah, what do I owe you? What do I owe you for the Oscars? Because I know you kicked the uh, shit out of me. I don't know. I, I'd have to go through and look. I wrote down the results of the Oscars on a piece of paper here. I'd have to go back and listen to the old podcast. People were hitting me up on Twitter that you were just killing me, but I know I won like three. I know I won Kate Blanchett, and I think I won Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, I, I was surprised about the Kate Blanchett when he, he got that one, and and uh, Twelve Years did win. Uh, even though I agreed with you that uh, that they would probably give uh, give actor to Bruce Stern because he's old as shit now. Uh, even though I agreed with you on that, <laughs> I remember he wanted me to pick someone else just so we could pick on. I ended up picking with Connie. You won. Because I liked what he did this year, and he won. That was kind of funny. The sad part was McConaughey believes in God. That was kind of sad. Huh? McConaughey thanked God, which is kind of sad. I don't like when hippies thank God. Um, I like I like I when people get up that, there. But, uh, yeah, right. uh, right. I'll have to go back to and listen and, and figure out what the damn result is. Okay. What's your provider for, uh, for your phone? I have Sprint. All right. But I hear everyone else perfectly when I'm talking on the phone, so it must be something to do with this. Oh, uh, okay. Here. All right. I just I just talked to Randy a little while ago. I'm working on a commercial with him uh, next week. Oh, yeah? What are you doing on that? Yeah, Thursday and Friday, and then returns on Monday. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to go. This is a bad connection. Okay. All right, buddy. We love you. Later. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Did you, did you just Chris, click? Chris, 
Craig always kind of checks out as soon as we get on the phone with Wendell. It's kind of funny, <laughs> right? I just noticed that today that I do that. You're just like, nah. Whatever. I'm still hurt from T-shirt Ex-girlfriend, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. All right. Yeah, people really were ragging on uh, Wendell's shirts. Were they? Pretty bad. What, about 855? That, uh, That's no good. They want money. Yeah, yeah I get a lot of those. Um but when they should call Wendell. He's he's loaded. He just made five dollars. Fucking a! I'm telling you, swimming in money. No, people were people were like, like just like hitting him up. Like, it took you two months to come up with this. Shit. Hey, dude, you see, I don't have any shirts out there because I'm like, fuck, am I gonna put it on a t-shirt? All right, we are having a little bit of fun with Wendell, but you should still support the man because he did. Actually, you know what? Wait for Clint Schultz's. Uh, does it Version, magical design versions to come out because yeah you got a pro like that uh, I mean why why not use it yeah fuck anything to add I'm worn out after how that. long have we we almost an hour almost yeah let's see we could talk about um there's this this friend of mine yeah it's kind of funny how I met him yeah he's one of these people in L A that um they can get backstage mm-hmm. and passes into shows right. Like, Nobody's fucking business, right. right? And so I met this guy because which is kind of hard for a dude to pull off. Oh, it's fucking real hard. The, the average chick can get pretty far with sure this, with this scenario. But this guy does it on pure just bullshit, right? And confidence, right? And um, and little trickery. If you do have a laminate around your neck, yes, it helps. You can pretty much walk into anywhere. It works because. I know I've belonged backstage before, and I know you have too. There's not a whole lot of checking. You pick no. up pretty quick. The people aren't really checking. Not really. As long as you know where you're going. Yeah. If, and you yeah, it's all confidence, dude. It's all, yep. It's just fucking head down. Yeah, you, yeah, I belong and you, and here. You don't, and you don't avoid people. You just go, hey, what's up? Yep. How's it going, man? That's totally it. You know what I mean? It's totally it. Because no one's really, no one's really, really in charge of keeping you out. No. And the last thing they want to do is tell the right guy. That he shouldn't be backstage exactly. because it's embarrassing. Yeah, they don't know who the fuck yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. Uh, Pacamentos don't hurt either. Hey, wow. <laughs> little plug. <laughs> Mentos, the fresh maker. So we're going to, uh, you know, this is when we first kind of moved to LA. Yeah, corn was blowing the fuck up. Right, and so it's like, hey, you and Karen want to go? And we're yeah. like, yeah. So you know, we go to the show, we get our passes. You know, you say your name at the booth, yeah, and they hand you the envelope. You open it up, and you're like, "Oh, we got these." Yeah. So I slap the thing around my neck. I have no idea what it means. Sure. It just says pass. Right. But there's all kinds of levels of pass. Sure. There's VIP. There's right. like all access, right. all that shit. Right. So I didn't know what this one was. I just threw it around my neck. Me and Karen walking around. Don't know exactly where to go. I mean, it's a fucking huge place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just head down a ramp. There's a door. We start headed towards it. Right. Eventually, we'll get to wherever these go. Yeah. And so I see this dude, and he looked like a crew member. Yeah. You know, shorts, tennis shoes, t-shirt. Yeah. Totally looked like a crew guy. Laminates around his yeah. neck, you know. And I'm like, oh, okay, this guy. Yeah. So I go, hey, excuse me. I'm all fucking fresh to L.A., yeah, so I'm yeah, all yeah. polite and shit. Excuse me. <laughs> like Alaska had rubbed all the California out of me. Excuse so, me, sir. Excuse me, sir. So I go... <laughs> I go, hey, and I show him my pass, and I go, hey, um, my friend's playing in the show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I literally sounded like your fucking mom, right? My friend's monkey and Jonathan. Yeah. I go, um, I was wondering, um, do you know where 
backstages yeah, and yeah, how yeah. to get there. And he just looks at me and goes, oh, yeah, bro, I'll, I'll get you where you need to be. <laughs> right, right. Come with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look at Karen. We're like, oh, fuck, sweet. Yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. going to help us out. Right. And so he walks us through the fucking whole, you know, backstage, yeah, 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 yeah. door after door just fucking pops open. Everybody looks at our shit. Boom, door, door, door. Every fucking, you know, people still standing there, not getting in. Us, no fucking problem. Right, right. Moses part in the Red Sea. Yeah. We get all the way back to where the shit is, and, and all of a sudden it's Bakersfield, and there's like high fives. Oh, Coleman. Hey, oh, oh. All, right. their, all our friends are there. Right. And then dude's just like, cool. He's like, cool. Got you here, you know? Yeah. So I don't see him for like maybe 20 minutes, and then yeah. we get to the the... Like the dressing room area, like Brad Pitt was hanging in there. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a picture of me and Karen with Brad Pitt. Like I'm all fucking heavy metal side. Me and Brad Pitt, we're sticking our tongues out. Yeah. And Karen just has the look of holy shit. Right. I'll fuck him if Craig will let me. Right. Or and, maybe if he won't. Or yeah. The last thing I need is a picture of me standing next to Brad Pitt. Oh, you know to what show I mean? how awful yeah, you look before and after. Oh yeah. Yeah, I look like hey, look at Brad Pitt and who's this douchebag? Oh, that's me. And so. I see my buddy who yeah. just got us in, and I said, oh, hey, what's up, dude? Right. And I go, uh, oh, you know these guys too? Yeah. And he just starts laughing. And he goes, fuck no, dude. <laughs> he goes, the only reason I'm back here is because of you. <laughs> I go, what are you talking about? He goes, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> he just starts rolling. He goes, that fucking pass, dude. He goes, it's all access. Right. He goes, you could bring the entire crowd back here one at a time. No shit. Yeah, like I could guide people. Right, right, right. And I just started laughing. Right, I go, are right, you right. fucking serious? And he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, when you – he goes, look at my passes. He shows me all his lanyards. They're like yeah. Kiss 96, yeah. Madonna 92. Right, I right. mean the Eagles. Bands yeah, that weren't yeah, even yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. together at the yeah, time, yeah. you know. And I, I just started rolling. I go, oh, my God. That's his whole gig. That's so funny that he spent so much time doing that. Oh, but he's good at it. Yeah, no, I know. And he's it, good at it, and he obviously enjoys it. Yeah, and then the other part is... last thing I'd want to do is like be backstage with, like, I don't know, Boys to Men or something when I didn't belong there. Absolutely. But he'll go to that. Right. I know. And sell so, tickets for yeah, people. Right. Or like, hey, I'll, I'll get you backstage. Mm -hmm. Give me 40 bucks. Right. And then when we're at... And then uh, whenever he we're at shows backstage, he'll point out, oh, fuck, see that dude? And the dude yeah. will, like, give him a head nod. He goes, That's Mike. Mike makes fake passes. <laughs> And Mike's just like, dude, dude, like fucking be cool. And he goes, come here, come right, here. Right. Or he'll call him over. That's the best part. He goes, let me see your pass. And he shows him. He goes, look at this. This shit's fake. Mike right. fucking makes these fake passes. Yeah. And he's like, dude. He goes, he's also a scalper. Which, right. which Greg's like, we're on a different level, dude. We're just sneaking in. This guy, he's kind of a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> but then from that point on, like we were bros. Yeah. And he would, dude. I mean, I can't even tell you how many fucking shows I've seen. Yeah. Tool. Oh, hey, you guys want to go to Tool? Yeah. Oh, so you guys exchange numbers and now you go oh, and we, hang oh, out with him. He was just so funny and cool. So he's we a better friend. So he's a better connection than Corn. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's a hassle. James. Right, right. I got to call James. Go, hey, dude. Yeah. Call this a guy, favor. And, all this guy has to do is print out a laminate and you can go backstage and see your friends. It's even better than that. It's like, meet me at the fucking ticket booth. I'll yeah. walk you in. Right, right, right. And so it's like, you want to see Tool? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And so, boom. Tool, we were like in the fucking pit. Yeah. And, and I don't mean mosh pit and shit. I mean just where you fucking no seats, but like yeah. fucking Maynard's like 10 feet away. Right. And then he tells the dudes who were doing the security for that, he goes, that's my boy. <laughs> and so throughout the show, they're like, you cool? 
Right. Water? Yeah. Need anything? Maynard's like, can I get you a water, man? Can I get you a beer? Dude, From stage. Yeah, right? It's hilarious. The best one ever was he got us into a uh, universal like K-Rock show. Yeah. Where it's like. I remember this. We were in the I've band I've seen together. two or three of these. Weenie roast or whatever. Yeah. Where you get to see like fucking 20 of your favorite fucking yeah, bands, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, they get big ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. And so we're at the one and it was uh, Audio Slave was playing. Okay. And so he gets, you know, it's right up the street. We were living in North Hollywood. Yeah. And it was at Universal. So uh-huh. it's like, hey, dude, I'm here now. You want in? Right. And I'm looking at Karen. I go, you want to go? Yeah. And she's like, I go, Audio Slave. And, you know, of course, she's a fucking huge fan of Chris. You're like, hey, we don't have kids yet. Yeah, Chris. You want to do this? Yeah, Chris Last shirt year. off Soundgarden. Fucking right, there so, you go. So we head down. He pops us right down. And uh, James is there with his wife. Yeah. And so James is like, dude, what's up? And I'm like, yeah. hey, what's up? Right. Slash. I, I did it. We're walking down doors. Oh, excuse me, Slash. Right. You know, excuse me, Slash. I, I Sorry. Slash is short. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> you never pick up on that. The hat's taller. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But he's what, like a 5'4 or something? Dude, if he's shorter than me, he's not tall. Right. I'm like 5'9 right. and a half. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he was like okay. fucking here. So Good he's probably know. a 5'6, five, 5'7. Five, Which means all the Guns N' Roses are short because they're all. Maybe they Duff hat. is not. Duff is tall. Duff is tall. He's right. a little taller than me. I met him in my Ralphs. They always make Duff sit down in the photos. That's there you go. Because he's probably the tallest sit down with fucking Jack guy. Exactly. So we're standing there, great seats to watch this fucking uh, yeah. audio slave go at it, and then a security guard comes up because I ain't got shit. Yeah, nothing hanging around my neck. Yeah, and so he starts heading toward his beeline like. Oh, who's this fucking clown? Right. You don't belong here. Yeah. Well, absolutely true. That guy was doing his job. Yeah. And Greg intercepts him and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? Right, right, right. You know right, who right. the fuck that is? Right. He goes, first of all, that's Monkey from Corn. Yeah. And that guy? Yeah, he's the West Coast Sony fucking marketing guy. Right, right, you right. You want to kick him out? Yeah. You want to fucking kick him out? You want to do this today? Yeah, and the guy's just like, hey, dude, it's cool. I'm sorry. Hey, no problem. Thanks. Just right, back the right, fuck right, off. Right, right, And I'm like. Holy shit, dude. You are so good. So then to get backstage, yeah, he's just like, just come with me. And so we stick close to him. We get to the dude who's checking shit. Yeah. And Greg just whispers in my ear. He's all, just walk behind me. No matter what happens, walk behind me and keep fucking walking. Right, right. That's exactly. Dude looks to get passes and Greg just starts going through him. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Over talking his ass and we just walk wow. right the fuck in. That's crazy. Free like, drinks. How much energy you like you put into that? But I guess if it's fun, it dude, he loves it. What does he do for a living? He right now, well, because of that, he's gotten to know so many, yeah. you know, rock stars or whatever. Yeah. And he's cool. He you produces know, he, albums. He doesn't now? get weird with you. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. He's that kid's name is Rick Rubin. <laughs> now he's uh he works for Deftones. He's, no shit. He's like kind of a uh, roadie security. What guy. a bummer! Now he can only go to Deftones concerts. <laughs> yeah, now <he's, laughs> right now he's just totally over it. We went to see the Beastie Boys. Me and my friend Tim. I think he can, he's on Twitter as Con Operative. And uh, he's like a graffiti guy, so he's always climbing around buildings and jumping off shit uh-huh. and everything. They played at George Mason, I think is the name of the, the school. And it's, it's like a basketball stadium. Okay. You know how basketball stadiums have like that second floor that goes all the way around? Sure. Like this? Yeah. This guy I'm with, Tim, he, he, he walks to the back of the stage, but on the second floor <laughs> where you're allowed to be. Okay. And there's this little four by four cabinet. Like, way the fuck down. Okay. 
he jumps over the railing, oh. lands on this thing, jumps off that, and in the middle of so what you want, there's video footage of it. He found somebody who found it's footage f- of it. He found somebody. He met somebody who has footage of this uh-huh. that he didn't know at the time. Right. Where like Ad Rock's like, so what you what you what you want? And my friend Tim just like walks past him. And like just jumps out into the crowd. That's great. And he said, "Ad Rock looked at him like, how the fuck did you? you? Because here, <laughs> they went to Beastie Boys. There's always like ten guys on stage. Sure. And like we were dressed just like the Beastie Boys back then. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's like, are you in the fans? He figured, do I know you? Wait, no, I don't know you. Drop. <laughs> uh, Tim, if you're out there, I know Tim listens. P- post that up, dude. Send us a link on Twitter or whatever. Oh, that's great. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Excellent. Come see us. Come see me. March 16th at the Chicago Improv. March 20th and 23rd at the West Palm Beach Improv. Rate and view, review us. Give us a five-star review and give us some love. Buy my T-shirts. Buy Listen, buy Wendell's T-shirts, you sons of bitches. Yeah. Or don't. Or don't. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. And thanks for coming out. And shouts out to Garrett Plummer. Etc. Etc. Good night. No set tripping. Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you some ice cream. You know what I mean? The show is obscene, but I bet you gon' like these three dudes trying to get along. Craig Coleman and that full Sharon. Don't forget to start the show. EA Dub, Eric Allen Wendell. Let's roll. Trying to keep up. Turn up the AC stage. Eating up. Eat it up. Time to devour the full charge power hour. 